Hey, welcome to episode 10 of Inbound Agency Journey. This is Andrew, and today I'm coming to you from a pretty sweet place. My wife Rachel and I are on the island of Jersey, which is just 11 miles off the coast of France, but it's a part of the United Kingdom. I didn't know about this place at all until I started to get to know Rachel, and her mom grew up on this island. We're here researching a novel that she's writing about the Nazi occupation of this island during World War II. And a pretty cool experience and a cool opportunity to learn more about the culture and learn more about her family history here. But this is episode 10 of Inbound Agency Journey. And since it's episode 10, Gray and I wanted to bring something special to the table, shake it up a little bit, and offer you a conversation on agencies making products. Now, we spend the first half of the conversation digging into a couple agencies out there that create really cool products that allow them to create new revenue streams and really expand their brand and expand their platform. Then we spend the second half of this conversation talking about do inbound and the lessons that we've learned so far as we kind of took an idea from Guava Box and launched a company do inbound and are creating this software product in a totally new, totally different space and some of the lessons learned there. So hope you like this conversation. We'll jump right into it right here. Welcome to Inbound Agency Journey. This is the show where inbound agency leaders share the strategies, shortcomings, and successes they've experienced in their journey toward building their dream agency. Now, here are your hosts, Andrew and Gray. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode number 10 of Inbound Agency Journey. I'm your host, Gray McKenzie. I'm joined by co-host Andrew Dimsky today. Andrew, do you want to kick things off with... Uh, just kind of initial thoughts on why it would be valuable to an agency to explore the product space? I think on the whole, Gray, it's a good idea for all of us owners to have a diversified revenue stream and have a wide variety of things that we can do to bring money in and keep the lights on. So I I wouldn't want to just think of a business in terms of just retainers. How can we just bring in retainers to keep things up and keep things running. I think it's good to balance things out. And it was Paul Rotzer in his first book um, that really got me thinking along those lines. And he, it's been cool to watch him build out his agency training line, whether it's books or speaking or software, um, tr- build out that line to support PR 2020 and diversify their revenue streams. So I think it's a good idea to think about products. And there are, the cool thing is there are a ton of agencies out there who are doing a really good job of building products, whether they be software or speaking or writing or training. There are a ton of different options that people have. So there's no need, I feel, there's no need to be scared of anything out here. I think there's an opportunity for a lot of different people with a wide variety of backgrounds to go out and add a variety of products to their offering while keeping keeping it all within the same strategy, the same focus, so people aren't getting too spread out. You know, let's talk about a couple examples of agencies who've diversified um, kind of from the traditional projects or retainer space. And a couple that come to mind right off the bat, um, one that you and I talked about was uh, Marcus Sheridan at the sales line and how they're putting on an event to teach um, other agencies how to put on workshops for clients. And so kind of that first part of the engagement, they're systematizing and productizing that, um, that kind of skill set and that, 
um, deliverable that they've worked to perfect uh, in their agency. Now they're trying to take that and sell it to other agencies, teach them how to do it. There are a couple other examples that we talked about. What are some of the ones that, that come to your mind? Uh, top of mind is IMR Corp, the Content Marketer's Blueprint. Uh, Max and the team up there did a really good job of finding something that worked well for their agency. The The Blueprint is a really good way to get a new client to the inbound space up and running, build an engine for them, put together a blogging campaign. Very standardized process. They did a good job of taking that and then building an agency community around it that can help uh, streamline their process and just help their customers you know, deliver better services to their clients. I think they're a really good example. And it's really leveraging the byproducts that your business creates, right? So we do things as an agency. We develop processes at Guava Box. We develop things that drive our business. We then take those, convert them into a software product, and now we've got Do Inbound that helps deliver that process that we developed. IMR Corp did a very similar thing. They had a process for onboarding and building client strategies, so they standardized that process. They created a product out of it where you go in, you fill out several forms, you answer some questionnaires, you meet with the client, and then as a result, you create this awesome marketing strategy that's well-designed, well-laid out, and all done in a repeatable and scalable way. Uh, but it's something that they were already doing. The do inbound thing, like we were already developing these processes for Guava Box, so we took it one step further. So it's cool to see people who recognize that they've already done these things and they can just make one or two tweaks and launch something completely new and add a ton of value through it. Yeah, I'm thinking of some other uh, examples too who are doing it both for uh, like for profit and also kind of for free for lead generation purposes. So on the for profit side, I'm thinking like. Um, Ethan Giffen and his team at Groove in Baltimore, what they've built out and launched not too long ago with um, Hub Shopley, uh, an integration tool between uh, the HubSpot, between HubSpot and e-commerce platforms like Magento, Big Commerce, and Shopify. So that's one that's kind of uh, like it's really software as a service. Um, I think it's like a hundred bucks a month for your shop to integrate with that. So it's kind of in the um, SaaS space, recurring revenue space. But then on the uh, more lead gen side of things, I look at um, Bob and Tom and the guys up at Impact Branding and Design and some of the tools that they've built out, like the blog about um, title generator and some of the stuff that they've developed to help folks come up with ideas, do their marketing better. Um, so stuff that they're already using for, for, in Groove's case, they needed that for their own business, their own clients. And with Impact, that's something that helps their operations team um, come up with blog post titles and just do IG, idea generation. And um, and so in both cases, similarly, they've taken something that they needed that kind of scratched their own itch and then repurposed that for other folks. I think that's a that's a powerful idea. I think it like it's cool because it helps people out, and it's also cool because it's a it's a win win. You've got something that you've already created. It's sort of sitting on the shelf there. And it, in some cases, these are products that create additional revenue streams, and that's fantastic. But they also are all marketing channels. They're all, I think they all contribute to sort of the platform that you create, sort of the, uh, the thought leadership that you bring to the table. Um, by having these things out and being having a presence in this space, you're viewed 
in a different light than you would be if you just stuck to what you did and you sort of kept your your additional your operations your processes those different things in your back pocket and didn't leverage them externally at all so i think there's a marketing benefit and a business revenue benefit to these things and um i'm thinking uh i'm thinking paul rotzer up at pr 2020 does a really good job of that um where they've created all these things but it it really elevates him as a thought leader in the whole space and he leverages that really well. He does speaking engagements. He does consulting with agencies. He has a really good job of that. Um, so I think it's a win-win on the marketing side and on the revenue side. Yeah. It is just, like you said, it is, I guess, on the pro side, hopefully it's a revenue um, bump. But also it's a way to differentiate yourself in this space that's growing really rapidly. I kind of want to talk... Because obviously you're developing something else. It's not all uh, – there's pros and cons to everything, so it's not all pros. And so just thinking about what some of the downsides of doing that are, um, the biggest one in my mind is just it's uh, – obviously it's going to take some resources, some time, and some attention, and probably some money, um, which is usually tied to time. But you've also got a little bit of – potentially a little bit of a distraction um, when you build that out. What have you seen from well, mostly from our own experience with doing that? What do you think uh, kind of the costs of building that out are? I think focus is a big thing to be aware of. I think you can you can find balance um, in that, but just knowing that it's going to be an issue. You're gonna you can't be you cannot serve two masters forever. You've got to have a, a balance laid out there. So identifying when to do different things or how to allocate your time separately is really important. That's sort of phase one. Phase two is communicating that well to your team around you so that, that the t- whoever you're leading understands what to expect in that space. Um, so that is my biggest thing. It was just like understanding that there's a focus difference here. Um, and only it's going to take time. Like there's when, for us, when we got into do inbound, there was the whole learning curve of rethinking about building a business that's a very, very different. Uh, you know, software is very different from an agency in terms of structure, in terms of the processes you go through, um, developing things, hiring developers, working through that contractor process. Um, basically, just the the idea and how the idea has evolved through different iterations of the tool, different phases as we brought on customers. Um, just knowing that it, things take time, and while an idea might be fresh in your head. It's probably going to take a little bit longer than you first anticipate to get it up and get it out and get it launched. Um, I, I know that's something that has been frustrating for you and I, Gray, is just how long this stuff can take. Yeah, for sure. I think there's a big difference, too, between doing something uh, that's solely going to help your agency and doing something for other people. So when we started building Do Inbound, that was for us, but we knew from the beginning that we also wanted to share it. Um, assuming that it worked for us, we also wanted to share it with other people. And that introduces, um, there's a lot of effort that also goes into a launch and then in supporting, building a tool that is also going to support other people. And so we've got Doom Inbound where we've taken that and we spent a lot of time helping other people figure out how their businesses fit into a tool that we created for us. And we have to modify our tool um, based on user feedback. And on the flip side of that, um, just to give people an example of a tool that we've built that may or may not um, be made available to other people. This is not like a 
another business or anything, but it's just a, a very small thing. Um, we built an inbound revenue calculator. So people can find this if they go to tools.guavabox.com slash inbound hyphen revenue hyphen calculator. You can take a look at what we use in our sales process. Um, and, and we'll have a link in the show notes at doinbound.com slash podcast. Um, but what this is, is it's just uh, kind of a, just a simplified and hopefully beautified, a little simpler to get to and use version of a, of a spreadsheet to try and say, hey, there's these five inputs that we have. Um, we've got your traffic, how many leads you get from your site, how many qualified leads that is, what your close rate is, and then the customer lifetime value. And all we're trying to do is say, hey, these are five variables that go into determining what, um, what the potential impact of inbound marketing could be on your bottom line. So we try and highlight what's the potential growth um, if we can in- improve any of these, um, any of these variables. <clears throat> Excuse me. And um, so, from, so this is a tool that we built for ourselves. And when we built it for ourselves, it took about a week to spin up and put together. Um, but now if we were to take this and repurpose it to other people, package it up in a way that other folks could use, um, there'd just be a little bit more time building it out maybe as a WordPress plugin or some easy way to give it to people and make it um, easily usable for them. And so there's going to be some costs. Um, even if you, if you already have something, don't underestimate the cost of, uh, of then giving that out to other people, repurposing that for an audience, I guess would be my caution. So we've got three things right now. We've got be, be cautious of your focus, be cautious of your time, and be cautious in the resources. Those are sort of three takeaways that we have right now in the different ventures. Uh, Gray, what have been some positives that have come out of building Do Inbound, getting that up to where it is today? How has that positively benefited Guava Box in the agency side? Yeah, well, there's a couple really big benefits that you can point to right away. One for sure is that building a tool when you have to break when you have to teach something teaching something is like the best way of learning anything, and so when we have to think about okay how can we build a tool that other people can understand and use with templates and processes that um, that they can also use and understand that caused us to we didn't have a choice we had to become a lot more disciplined in documentation and thinking through the processes and how do we actually do operations and so operationally Guava Box every time we improve do inbound. Guava Box becomes that much stronger operationally. Um, so that's a huge benefit for our business is we've spent a significant amount more time than we would have probably um, had we not been building this tool on the operations, on the workflows, on the process documentation um, by building Do Inbound. So that's kind of the internal benefit is we've become uh, more efficient running Guava Box and we've standardized a lot of things. We've had better results for clients. But on the, uh, on the external side, it's differentiated Guava Box. And so we've had folks, we've had new business come to us. Um, they've seen do inbound somewhere and maybe they're trying to do inbound marketing in-house. We've had other agencies who need, um, need help with, for example, COS projects. And because of do inbound um, and that, I guess there's a little bit more trust in our agency because they've been able to see a tool, see some of our work and what we produce. Um, and so we've also done a good amount of COS work to augment and help and partner with other HubSpot agencies as well as just um, general people. It obviously helps out when we're talking to SaaS companies um, to be able to say, hey, we have built and we are growing 
a SaaS company right now. So a lot of the, we may not be as far along in our journey as you are. We may be a little bit farther along, um, but we're going through a lot of those same things. And so it's not just that we've heard about this or read about this, um, but we've actually experienced it ourselves. And so there's another level of empathy and, um, and some strategy that's worked for us. We can help them out with. So it's a definitely a value add and differentiator on the marketing and sales side. Yeah, that's been fun to be able to be on the phone with a, a SaaS owner. And I mean, we we started Glovebox in college, so like this is our business experience. We've both we've both spent a little bit of time in companies previous to that, but the agency life is is our primary understanding. So to be able to be exposed in such an internal way to another type of business, I think it's been really cool, and it's helped us connect on sales conversations and in just networking conversations with. Uh, business owners on a different level, more of an empathy, like you said. Um, that's been a really, really cool takeaway. Um, and another cool takeaway is just training you to think fast in your feet. Like we've always run Guava Box pretty lean, but to get something up and running um, initially as a side project has really trained us to to learn fast, to try, to fail, to learn, and to roll on from there. Um, Oh, an idea validation as well. I didn't think about that. Like getting this up, like we sold do inbound very, very, very early, probably a lot sooner than we, the product was ready. But the fact that the idea sold that early proved to us that this was something worthy of our time, our focus and our money. So at this point, like the tool is light years ahead of where it was 14 months ago. But we knew 14 months ago that there was an itch that needed to be scratched in this space beyond just what we felt we had that validated very early on by paying customers and now we are in what six continents six of the seven continents we've got covered from agencies who feel the exact same pain we did at guava box that's been a really cool thing to experience yeah that's definitely huge and that's something that i would encourage anybody who's considering building out a product to think about is uh don't go overboard building definitely build what your agency needs um and so there are some po- some folks who've probably taken that path where they've built out what their agency need and then realized, hey, with very little work, we might be able to repurpose this. Um, but for us, knowing that we wanted to share it with other people, potentially um, validate the idea, make sure that other people have the same pain before you invest all kinds of time and money and resources into building out something that um, you know that that nobody really wants, that people don't agree that's what they need. And so for us um, to sell the product early um, and then we obviously, you know, there've been periods where we've locked down and said, Hey, right now, um, you know, there's a waiting list to get into do inbound because we're uh, making some, some tweaks and some major improvements to the product right now. Um, But validation early is, is a key step for sure. Great. Has it been, what have you learned just from the development process and working with Mike, uh, Mike Hollis is our full-time developer right now. Uh, what are some lessons you've learned just from developing a product for the first time? It's hard. Um, it takes time. It's been really cool to see Mike um, build something out of nothing. I think that that's um, if I guess that's a big part of what you and I thrive on and what Mike does. As well, it's just the idea of hey, we get to be creative and build something out of nothing—a um, tool that didn't exist before. We're creating. I think that um, on the development side of things, 
it's uh, if you are building uh, a tool, a software as a service uh, platform or a tool, it, it's much more helpful to have. And anybody who does website design um, can probably attest to this already. But it's just always easier to sketch things out on the front end to have a solid goal than to jump in and start coding. And I think that early on, we kind of knew the functionality that we wanted, but we didn't know. We didn't really spend a lot of time on the design. It was like, hey, we need to be able to add tasks. Okay, well, let's find a place to stick a button where you can add tasks. Um, or we need to be able to track time. And so you throw in a time tracker and didn't spend a lot of time on what's the user experience going to be like when we actually do this. And so you develop something, then realize uh, this doesn't make sense to people or this is really slow compared to something else. And so you wind up having to go back and rip it up, and it's always easier to rip up um, whiteboard sketchings or rip up front-end design instead of ripping up development and trying to plug it in somewhere else. And so I think that we've shifted more and more, and we still are continuing in that transition towards, okay, we need to sketch this stuff out first, um, get some feedback, and then build it out into the tool. And so that, that I think has been a big lesson that we've continued to learn with web projects at Guavabox, but it's accentuated a little bit more um, with the software work with Doom Bound. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's been a, f- a little bit of a frustrating experience for me. Like, I've got this vision in my mind when I close my eyes and I see this tool that does exactly what we want it to do and functions really, really smoothly and measures things and spits out beautiful reports and does helps just make agency owner life very simple and it helps people spend less time managing more time just having fun and creating marketing stuff and then to know that like that is still a good clip off and there's still a lot of work between that vision and today to keep marching towards it and to know that that vision is always going to be out there it's always going to be pushing us forward but coming to grips with the fact that um you've got to break a big vision down into smaller bite-sized pieces and to get there you've got to just kind of keep marching along and break that big thing down into smaller bites and enjoy those little joys and enjoy those little wins uh, because otherwise it's you're just never going to be happy in a long-term project like this yep i think that's uh we're learning that that's as true and software development or anything else as in the rest of life. It's just that there's always going to be something more. And so look into a future where you think, hey, do inbound. Here's where you manage all this stuff. You're going to have so much data in here about uh, how long it takes your team to do something, who's the most efficient at something. Like This could become the smart platform with a vision of, hey, this is a smart platform, basically AI for running your agency where it tells you, hey, you've got this amount of time free in your day. These are the things that are coming up that you'd like to get done. These are the people who would be most efficient doing these things. Like um, To make recommendations on exactly how to run your agency based on the data and based on a realistic understanding of how your agency runs, um, you think maybe at that point we'll be satisfied. But there's so many steps between now and then and so many um, so many things that you'll learn on the, on the path to getting to that point um, that there's never going to be a point where it's like, this is finished, this is perfect. And so just understanding and embracing the journey I think is something that we are learning painfully at times, but learning. (laughs) Yeah, painfully at times is so true. Um, Okay, so if you're an agency owner and you're thinking about diversifying your business a little bit, just remember, think about your focus. Think about 
the amount of time that it would take to diversify, to create something new, and think about the resources that you have available, whether that's your team and having some of your team focus on this new idea or this new product, or if it's just capital and bringing in additional people or bringing in outside help to help you make it happen. Think about those three things. Hope you had some good takeaways from this. Um, Gray, before we sign off, you are a dad now to a lovely little girl named Laurel. And I wanted to just pick your brain for a second on what it feels like to be a dad as a founder of two startups and how that first few days has gone for you. Oh, man. Well, that was a lot of questions all at once. Um, <laughs> a little bit overwhelming, very exciting, and definitely exhausting. Um, very exciting. My, my wife and I are, are thrilled, and it's just been a blast to spend time with Laurel. It's um, been not a lot of sleep, up a lot, um, but there's nothing like getting to hold your daughter and um, spend time with her. I guess on the plus side, it's been a big blessing to have the flexibility because of the agency and the software platform and the team that we have and everyone being willing to jump in and you guys taking a lot off the plate to have the flexibility to be able to spend a decent amount of time at home. And the flip side is that uh, because work goes anywhere that I am, there's been a lot to uh, to try and keep up with and get back to people on, try not to drop balls and just delegate things appropriately and that's been uh just in the first two weeks um a little less than two weeks right now uh it's been a little bit of a struggle to try and um try and find time to to make spend time with family and also to um to take care of things i need to take care of with with both businesses so we will uh continue learning that the thing that needs to increase at some point is the hours of sleep that i get (laughs) but I don't know if that'll happen in the next 20 years. So, <laughs> Oh, that's awesome, man. Well, I cannot wait to, uh, to meet her. I'm in the UK right now and haven't had a chance to meet Laurel yet, but we're so, so excited for that. Um, guys, this is uh, 10 episodes down right now. Uh, we just thank you, everyone, for supporting the podcast so far we've had some great feedback from y'all and just had a chance to connect with some really great people so if you ever have questions for gray or for i please reach out to us uh at andrew j Dembski on twitter and gray is at s gray mckenzie we'd love to hear from you um we are very excited for the lineup of um agency owners we've got coming for the next 10 episodes we think that they've got a ton of value that you guys will be able to apply directly to your businesses. So stick tight and uh, hang out for those. If you've got, if you want to see any of the show notes from this episode, just head over to doinbound.com slash podcast. Thank you for listening to Inbound Agency Journey. You can find the show's notes for today's episode at doinbound.com slash podcast. Again, that's doinbound, all one word, dot com forward slash podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, head over to iTunes to subscribe or leave us a review of the show. Until next time, remember, life is a journey. Keep moving forward.